What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast, where we talk about all things related to athletic performance, rehabilitation, and wellness. My name is Michael Falk, and I'm joined today by my wife, Lauren Falk. At Kinetic Sports Medicine and Performance, we are celebrating our four-year anniversary since opening this month, when we opened the practice in 2018. We share some of our lessons over the last four years, both in the sports medicine and performance field, as well as by owning and operating our own sports medicine practice. I hope that everyone is able to take away some lessons that we've learned and and share with you, some trends that we see, and what we see going forward, both for our clinic and the profession. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Milwaukee Sports Performance Podcast. It is both Michael and Lauren Falk that will be hosting today's episode. Um, We're in the exact same spot in our kitchen that we recorded the very first (laughs) podcast episode of this podcast several years ago, Um, and we're now, I think, two-plus years going strong. Uh, Just as a forewarning, we are being joined in the kitchen recording studio tonight by our 12-week-old puppy, so if you hear some... (laughs) whining or clawing in the background. It is just our puppy chewing on his bone. But uh, we're going to sit down today and talk. We are celebrating our four-year anniversary since we've opened Kinetic Sports Medicine and Performance. And we thought we would record a podcast to share some of our observations, things that we've seen, lessons that we've learned uh, over the past four years in both the sports medicine and performance world, as well as what it's been like owning and operating a small business through a through a global pandemic and, and watching that grow. So what do you think? <laughs> um, I can't believe it's been four years. I'll say that for sure. Um, it's gone by, it's been long and fast all in one. Um, and I guess you'd ask me like, what, what was my one statement that I would say about having owned a business this long and where we've taken it? And I'd say, it's not for the faint of heart <laughs> by any means. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot of work, a lot of dedication, a lot of late nights and behind the scenes, especially as we got started. And obviously we're incredibly proud of where it is now, but I think there's just a lot that people don't regularly see that um, goes into where we are now. Yeah. I think it's kind of interesting um, to... Like our son was... Um, Born early. Two and, a, two and a half months old when we opened? Three months old? Yes. But so, well, I think back to he was in the nursery for a month and we were sitting in the nursery feeding him all the time on a rigorous schedule and working on our legal paperwork and our logo and what are our values. And so it starts well before the day that the doors open. That's for sure. Yeah. I think it's kind of been uh, just interesting. We'll always have that tide that like how old is our business and watching our son grow up as our business is growing up uh, almost simultaneously has been a, a unique mindset and, and frame of mind uh, to see that develop over the years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you had a, uh, if you notice anything in just the sports medicine and performance space over the past four years that has been particularly has evolved or changed or your perspective on something has changed since we opened this practice? 
I mean, I think really where sports medicine is going is really about the implementation of all the things in the sports science world and how much more we have learned from that and how it applies to rehabilitation, return to sport. It holds us more accountable as practitioners um, with all this objective data and understanding of where you should be for proper return and things like that. I mean, I was an athletic trainer for, I don't know, more than 10 years before we even started working as PTs. And I just look at, you know, how much that's changed since when I probably first returned my first athlete to the field to now and how much more science driven I am um, versus kind of using like gut instinct, know-how and some general principles of sports medicine. Yeah. I think that's a good point. I think that the field's evolving. I think the athletes and, and families and the demands of sports are, are evolving and we're just trying to stay on top of that. I think in particular, uh, something that we've really hit on is like anybody can collect data and, um, you know, I think we're seeing just looking around the industry, more and more people are trying to do things to collect data and, and make objective decisions. I think the difference gets to be in that, um, you know, we've really put a priority on, on using the data. Yeah, and making it meaningful too. Like, I mean, there's so many numbers that get spit out when you look at this and to make sense of it and apply it to the person, their sport, the demands and, um, kind of like you're saying, there's just, there's a lot more that goes into it than just recording the tests and making it happen. Yeah. And I think that that's what I would say. My big takeaway in the sports medicine field is, um, has been the, how important the person is on the, you know, that's in our office and that, yeah, we, we have the information, we have the skill set, we have the technology, um, and, and the time to do the things that we want to do, but, um, we have to align those things with the person's goals mm -hmm. and we have to build that connection and bridge, um, and kind of alliance and trust, if you will, to be able to explain it to the athlete, their family, to get them to buy in because the best program that we write in the world and, and all the information that we can collect and the fact that we know what to do is totally meaningless if the follow-through isn't there, if yep. the intent of the follow-through isn't there. Um, and so I think, you know, just as I've gotten older and seen more patients and, and been doing this longer and longer, just the importance of the individual and how different, you know, two, two exact same injuries, same sport, management could be vastly different based on the goals and priorities of any given individual and athlete. Absolutely. I mean, I'd say, you know, our fundamental knowledge is always the same, but it has to be molded to the patient. There's no like one black and white protocol, you know? Um, yeah. And I'd say that's the art as much as the science of how rehabilitation functions is knowing your audience and treating your patient, you know, based off of their goals, their needs, their current presentation and all of the above. Yep. What has the most fun, uh, part of running a sports medicine business been over the last four years? 
I mean, for me, honestly, getting to treat people the way that I want to, the way that I feel that they deserve. You know, I was so lucky as an athletic trainer to work in an athletic training room for many, many years where if all you need was 15 minutes, great. And if you needed three hours, great. Like, you know, whatever you need. And I just love that we really provide comprehensive care and I don't have many boundaries outside of respecting other people's schedules. But, you know, I can choose that if I really need to have some extra time with someone, I can plan for it. Or if I want to, if we need to communicate with them and their parents and their coaches, I have the ability to carve out time to do it. You know, I have the ability, my ways that I've interacted with athletes my entire life has pretty much not changed even going into like a private clinic setting. And I really appreciate that because in other PT clinics, you're bound by how many patients you must see, how long your visits must be, you know, your productivity, your billing and all these other things. And honestly, like the number one pillar for us of the, of the utmost importance is, you know, patient care. And we put the athlete first and we do what's right. And, you know, we, we put everything that we have into it. And I couldn't imagine treating people any other way than that. Yeah. I think uh, for me, it's been the relationships mm -hmm. because and really on many different sides, uh, when we first started, uh, when we first started, just the relationships of, of the clients that we worked with, yeah. because you and I were doing all of the patient care. Yeah. And now over four years, we've had clients get married. We've had clients have children, multiple children, multiple children. <laughs> we've had um, clients that we've known like all the way through high school and now graduate high school and go to college or vice versa, gra graduate mm -hmm. college and are now either onto their professional career or their, yeah. um, or their, you know, just growing up and getting a real job outside mm -hmm. of sports. And so that's been really fun. Yeah. But additionally, the, uh, just the relationships within the community, yeah. kind of how we've really built the business has largely been through, Kind of local relationships with other small businesses, other local sports teams and organizations, high schools, athletic trainers, strength conditioning coaches, and skill yeah, skill coaches, and just getting to know these individuals that have become friends uh, over the past four years because we view things in the same way. We've invaluable resources for us. Yeah, is what they are. Yeah, absolutely, and, and you know, other people that are that got into their career and are using their talents and skill sets to help people accomplish their goals, which is very similar to why we uh, opened this practice in the first place. And just getting to know those people has been a lot of fun. And then the recent evolution over the past two-ish years has been our staff growing mm -hmm. and just building the relationships with the members of our team and getting to watch, uh, we've hired younger professionals getting to get to know them watch them grow and develop both as clinicians but just mentor them yeah well and just watch them kind of grow up it's been first jobs and seeing those things uh going forward and how that um, works and and watching them kind of start their families has been you know one of the the things that i've enjoyed the most over the past several years that I wouldn't have necessarily expected as we got into this business for the first uh, for the first time and kind of predicting where we would be going from there. 
Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more in that it's watching your business grow and expand, whether it's through number of patients, personal contacts, and then growing your staff is really rewarding. Um, and and these are very cherished relationships that we have, for sure. Yeah. There's no doubt. Absolutely. So kind of shifting gears, do you have a favorite memory over the past four years? Not necessarily about a specific patient or anything, but a, a memory that that you've enjoyed the most? Um, I mean, I guess it's a little bit twofold. So as a parent, I love bringing our son into the clinic and watching him kind of interact with everyone and have watched him grow in there and, you know, become a part of our clinic on his own right. And you know, watching our patients interact with him and have a blast with him and things like that. And then, um, you know, I think like patient memory wise, you know, I think whenever you have that patient that you've been with for a long time, um, you know, returning them back for the first time. Like I have had a runner with um, like a long bone stress injury or something like that where like, getting them back to run for the first time and like watching that smile and that moment of relief and excitement that they're getting back to their sport and, you know, getting back to what they love or like watching them be confident in their sport again um, is really rewarding. Um, and I'm just so happy for them when they reach that point. And I'm so thankful that they trust us and that we get to be a part of that process for them. Like, that's kind of what I enjoy about sports medicine is you're there through, through the hard parts as much as you're there through the fun and the easy parts. And so being on that journey, being privileged to be on that journey with someone and then getting them to that point is always a highlight for me. Yeah. I think uh, kind of my two are I still have a lot of pride in the uh, anybody that got to see the original kinetic office inside BRX <laughs> with the... Orange walls, the hairy carpet. <laughs> um, and the stain on the floor. Stain on the floor, the pen stain under the floor that the hairy carpet was covering. And uh, because for me, like, I, we didn't even live here when we opened that office. I drove back. Well, you stayed the, in the hospital for 24 hours with our son and then drove back to get the office ready to see our first patient. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anybody that's been in there, that black storage cabinet was built by me by myself which is still impressed and standing yeah still standing <laughs> uh surprisingly hard to build like a six foot cabinet by yourself and then move it around and flip it over etc um so and then watching that office kind of transform even just with getting rid of the hairy carpet in the orange wall amazing what some paint does to some walls but watching we where we developed from that one office into two offices, into kind of an additional location out in Lake Country um, has been a lot of fun and just kind of that memory of the transformation will always stand out. And I just love thinking back. I think I'm the only person that has photos of that office on my phone still. The and uh, walls. I will still occasionally look back and just think about kind of where it all started and, and um, looking at what we have now. More recently, I love Fridays right now, and not because it's Fridays, but just because it's the only day that our team is together. 
um, anybody that's been in the office. It's sometimes crazy. I'm theoretically not supposed to see patients on Friday. But he does, <laughs> and then we have to play musical chairs. Yeah, I kind of mess up the <laughs> flow, and we end up with too many patients and not enough rooms. Um, but our staff's all there. Um, it's typically really busy. We'll often have, um, you know, between four PTs potentially seeing people with clients, and sometimes those clients have, you know, kids or friends with them as well. Um, it's just a fun atmosphere, and I think Fridays have become just a really unique, fun day. The music's usually a little louder, and everyone's kind of in a great mood, and, and uh, I have really grown to look forward to those days at the end of the week where we can all be together. We do our in-service, so I usually get to learn something or, or mentor and teach something, which I love doing. So those are kind of currently my favorite memories that we have going. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really fun that, like, you and I have worked together a lot through the years, but to have that feeling of a team is just a really cool thing to have other people that are part of this picture now and, 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 you know, and see how amazing of providers they are and have become. And I love that I get to learn from someone that's younger than me and newer in the profession than me and, you know, vice versa. But like, I just, it's a really fun feeling to have it be more than just a, two-person deal yeah get to it's kind of getting a second chance at like the early part of my career you know they answered questions and now i get to be the um provide wisdom about different things and and try to share some the experiences and and mistakes that i made um early on and and help them through those things uh, joking, I get to live vicariously through our younger staff and remember what it was like to not have, not, not have kids and, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and as many responsibilities. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, I, I agree. I think just, the the team members are, have become the best part of my job and, um, getting to kind of support them and watch them develop has, has become really what I do on a day in and day out basis as my role has evolved. And just the intangibles of what it brings. It brings more diversity and personality and presence and interests and everything else too. So it really has just brought a whole lot more to our table. We didn't pick people that were exactly like us to be a part of our staff. We wanted it to, you know, reach others by having people with diverse interests and backgrounds, which I think is really fun. And that's also, it helps us learn from each other too. Yeah. For sure. Uh, biggest lesson over the past four years, something that you'd take away or words of wisdom you want to share? This is a lot more work than you think. <laughs> and I say that because I think our first year, we rarely ate dinner together because you would be treating or I would be treating or one of us would be home taking care of our son, putting him down while the other was seeing patients or vice versa. So there's a lot of trade-offs in the beginning. And then as we started growing and having more demands, like I'd be doing our social media until 10 o'clock at night on the couch or things like that. And, you know, it's, it's all worth it uh, hands down because it gets you to where you are, but you don't just blink and this happens, you know, and we've been, you know, I remember it took us months to build our first website, <laughs> Or things like that. Just there's a lot that pe- that's um, under the surface that people don't see. And it's just, it's a lot of work. 
It's not just going in and treating patients. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, I, I think that um, it is a lot of work, but what I've learned has been from a business standpoint, typically about 80% of your results are from about 20% of the things that you do. And so mm-hmm. early on, it's easy to fall into the trap of, I just need to do more. Like I need to work harder and, and don't get me wrong. There's definitely a time for that. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, I think my record at that office, um, which I will not let anyone else do, um, was, I think I went like 6am to 9pm yeah. and, uh, we do hour sessions. So do the math on how many, how many one hour essentially meetings <laughs> in a day. And, uh, that was, I think the one and only time I did that. But, um, so it's not that like hard work's a component of it, but uh, it's becoming more efficient with like doing the things that matter mm-hmm. and doing the things that actually move the needle. And it's, it's easy to just be busy and it's easy to fall into the trap with whatever that is in your school life or your athletic career. Like it's easy to go to the gym and work hard. It's hard to go into the gym and understand what's the thing that you need to work hard at to actually get the results? Like anybody can work hard. I'm not saying they will, but that's not, it's not going to set you apart necessarily. It's not going to move the needle if you work hard on the wrong thing. And um, I think that throughout just the evolution of learning what the, what I'm doing um, and I've been able to be much more efficient and really work hard on things that are meaningful rather than just feel like, oh, I've just got to grind because it's what I'm supposed to do. Um, and that's resulted in, in a lot of the progress that we've made by just doing the right thing. Yeah. So I think that's a lesson, but no, I, I'd agree with you. I mean, um, if you, if you want to get into the sports medicine business and, and try to be, run your own business you better be a really good clinician before you start because you're not going to have time to try to improve at both um i i just personally feel that now that you just have so much brain power and focus and attention that you can put towards any one given thing and um if you're you you need to either really be a astute business person or you need to be a great clinician and then be able to focus on your business development um, because I, I personally just don't think you can improve at both at the same time. I'm not saying you can't do both, but if you need to learn how to be a good PT and learn how to run a business, that is um, probably not the opportune time to jump into business uh, going forward. Yeah. So um, you have any other uh, like advice for um, somebody, whether it's athletes, PTs, business world, just kind of something else that you have picked up over the last four years that you want to share? I mean, I think, I think this applies whether it's athlete or, you know, PT professional or sports medicine professionals, you know, Invest in yourself and be in a place that's going to get you to your goals and know your goals. 
you know, I look at, um, and like, so from the care side, you know, I look at people who have said, well, I just went where my insurance went because this was the easiest route. And six months later, they were still having pain and weren't any closer to their goal than what they were. And they sit in our office in our, their first eval and sit there saying, I wish I would have done this. I don't know how long ago. And, you know, it's, it's uncomfortable to step outside of the norm. And, but, you know, if you do your research and you look into the things that are going to support you in all the facets of what you need, you're going to come with a much, you're going to end up with a much more efficient and probably a much stronger result in the long run. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen that time and time again. And I think it's the same thing with developing yourself as a professional. You surround yourself with people who are going to make you better. It may not be the easiest route um, to get there, but you surround yourself with what's going to help you achieve your goals and grow and not just follow the easiest route as is. No, I think those are, are definitely good points that really apply to, to anything. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and I'd say like leading up to this point of my career, like I went way outside of the norms of what my previous coworkers did to try to expand my knowledge and grow myself. And it was uncomfortable. It was actually expensive. It was all of the above, but it really shaped me to be who and what I was as a professional. And I think it's that way, whether you're looking at your own personal care, I do this all the time with my own personal health care. Um, but you know, stepping outside of the average box can do a lot for you. Um, so I guess my question for you then is, is so what is next? What's on the horizon of kinetic sports medicine and for Michael Falk? You know, that's a, that takes up the, my brain space, probably about 12 hours a day <laughs> and is one of the main reasons I don't sleep super well at night. And I, I honestly, we, we don't know. Um, we've, you know, I, when we started, I everyone told us we couldn't grow outside of ourselves. I mean, a lot of people didn't believe that the model that we've chosen to select had a future. People would say you can't you can't run a, a physical therapy practice that only works with athletes. You have to work with more than just competitive athletes, and uh, we proved that that wasn't the case. Um, People said that we couldn't scale outside of ourselves, that if you build an out-of-network practice like what we've chosen to done because we believe in the model, that it won't work if it's not you seeing the patients. And we've um, proven that that isn't the case. Um, we've proven that you can do multiple locations. So I don't know um, where it goes. What I, what I do know the future holds, we're going to continue to disrupt. And I, I personally feel like we're seeing things in our area that are a direct result of what we're doing. Um, we just had a force plate company in and a vast majority of the clinics are trying to get set up similar to what we have um, been using for the last four years because they're seeing us talk about it. They're seeing athletes come back or they're seeing the doctors that they work with are receiving the reports that show that we're not just guessing that we're using, we're quantifying these things. And so I think that um, we're making a positive impact on uh, not only the individuals that we work with, 
but the field as a whole and hopefully raising the floor of the care of what's acceptable if you work with athletes. And so I think that, I don't think, I know that we're going to continue to push that boundary of what is, what's next? What can we do to continue to disrupt and try to provide better care, create a better environment, try to you know, raise the bar and the standard of what athletic rehab looks like in our area? And is that more clinics, more providers, bigger locations? Who knows? Um, we'll We'll keep everyone posted as that goes, but I don't think we have any intent, uh, any intention of stopping our one of our key core values is continued improvement, and um, it's been an awesome four years. We've we've helped a lot of people, but we can still do better. There's still more out there. We don't have all the answers. We don't, you know, we haven't been able to help every single person, and you know, we're going to continue to try to push forward to to improve and, and try to really make an impact on as, as many lives in our area as we can uh, for the better. Yeah. I mean, like I always say, our if I could quickly summarize our goals, it's that we want to provide the best care possible to athletes in our area and raise that bar on what is the standard. And we want to provide good jobs for really good clinicians. So that way, people who are really good at what they do have a great opportunity to practice in the way that they should be able to. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's become one of my big, big motivating factors and driving forces. So, um, we don't want to take anyone's up too much of, uh, anyone's time and our dogs, uh, you know, probably in the background, almost done with his bones. So we'll wrap it up. I just want to say thank you. If you're listening to this podcast, more than likely you have, followed us on social media, you have worked with us in our office, you've engaged with our um, content online, listened to our podcast, um, perhaps uh, you're a coach or a strength coach or other local business owner that has um, referred patients to us. And from the bottom of our heart, thank you. Um, you know, this whole thing doesn't exist without you guys. And uh, it means the world to us to, you know, have have been able to, to build this and help as many people as we've had, as we have over the past four years, just in the last year. Um, I don't have the numbers on the top of my head. I think they will be included in the, the um, social media post that comes out with this, but we've helped people from Chicago, Nina, uh, Wisconsin Rapids, Minneapolis, Spain, Kenosha, Racine, Sheboygan, Green Bay, and Madison. Um, just within the past. And that's not even counting like colleges that kids go yes. to. Um, yeah. And not even touching obviously all the people around the, the greater Milwaukee area, but, um, you know, we've really become a local business, um, that thrives on helping our local community, but we've become a, uh, you know, regional experts where people are traveling a great distance to, to seek out, the care that we provide and, and work with our staff. And uh, it's been incredible just the support from, from everyone. So um, in whatever way that you've helped our business grow, um, thank you very much. And uh, we're going to keep going. And uh, I think there's just bigger and, and better things going forward. And so um, we just want to say thanks and, and stay tuned for, for what's next. So thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys in the next episode.